Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. It's the Selection Show right here on 670 The Score in Chicago. I am Danny Parkins, joined by former Illinois State Head Coach in 2017, Missouri Valley Coach of the Year, Dan Muller. And joining us now on the Circle Resort and Casino Hotline, Circle Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, the head coach of Colgate, the fifth time Colgate makes the NCAA tournament, and third straight, the winners of the Patriot League, Matt Langle, the head coach of Colgate, with us on the score. Coach Langle, thank you so much for the time. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Congratulations uh, on the bid and the draw. And we were talking uh, before you came on, you know, this is the fifth time Colgate's made it. Uh, no NCAA tournament wins. That, that's like the recipe for Cinderella. What, what would an NCAA tournament win mean to the Colgate program? Uh, yeah, I mean, the group that I've been able to coach this last few years has continued to raise the bar. So I guess that's what it would mean. It would mean that they would have achieved one more thing. Uh, that nobody had done before them. Uh, obviously, a monumental task, uh, uh, and, but a uh, but an ex- a challenge that our group is uh, is really excited for. Matt, Dan Muller, good to hear from you, buddy. How are you, Dan? I'm doing great. Doing great. Good to connect again. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a, a couple things about you've won how many in a row now. I think they told me 15 this afternoon. They told me 15. So 15 in a row. Obviously, you got off to a tough start this year. Uh, Injuries, COVID, what happened early in the year compared to now? Not only did you win 15 in a row, but in your conference, you won by 28, uh, 20, and 25. Uh. Dan, I think that, you know, the, the results are the wins and the losses, and they, they matter um, so much. But I think as we build our non-league schedule, we knew it was going to be extremely challenging. One of those non-league wins was at the Carrier Dome, but a, a number of, of highly competitive games played a close one against NC State, uh, a one-possession loss uh, at Pitt. 
how to play a number of teams uh, on the road, um, which is always a great challenge. Yes, we did battle a couple injuries. Our our starting point guard and leading scorer, Nellie Cummings, didn't, didn't finish the calendar year, had an injury after the pit game. And unfortunately, uh, the guy who comes off the bench to, to spell him, Oliver Lynch Daniels, also uh, was injured uh, during that during that run. So we had to play without a point guard and some shift around some lineups. Uh, but that happens to a lot of people. I think that this group was able to stay focused on the moment and improving and growing together. And uh, so when we did get into conference play, and, and we had a number of games postponed because of COVID, not because of COVID issues on our squad, but the opposition. So, um, you know, February, I think there was 27 ga- days where we played 12 games. It was Saturday, Monday, Wednesday for four straight weeks. And our guys kind of just kept their heads down and kept, you know, working at the task at hand and preparing for the next opportunity or the next practice or the next film session. And, you know, next thing you know, we got a long streak going and, and got some separation in the league. And um, I think a large part of that is because this group has been together for a few years now. They've experienced winning together. Um, you know, they've experienced some big moments and, and some, some disappointments along the way, of course. But uh, they're really together and, and, and really focused and uh, 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 an enjoyable group to coach. Yeah, and you talked about your team and your experience. You've got what, five guys in double figures. I, are all five of those guys been with you in all tournament runs? Is that right? Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm trying to think. So, yeah, last year's team, all, all five of those guys certainly played in the NCAA tournament against uh, Arkansas last year. Like Nellie Cummings was a transfer from Bowling Green, so he was in his year in residence. Uh, the year we lost to Tennessee um, in the NCAA tournament in Columbus, so he did not play in that game. Um, I'm trying to think uh, if if any of the – couple of these other guys – you know, Ryan Moffitt, who averages double figures, who is in, in his third year, he was on that team, but he wasn't playing a whole lot at that time in his career. But um, So they, they, they all a lot have of experience. taste of the – yes, there, there is a lot of experience and a lot of maturity and, um, and a lot of uh, experience together, which I think is important. You know, we're not a team, you know, unlike some teams in this tournament that have guys with experiences that other places uh, and have come in just on a – on a given year, this this group has gone through a lot together and uh, uh, and works really well with one another. Now I watched you guys this weekend, some and just watching you as a you know, friend. You guys shoot the heck out of it, and you shoot it from. Is it is it is it safe to say you shoot it from all five positions at all times, or are there times where you don't? Yeah, there's definitely we we are the center doesn't shoot it. Uh, just you okay. know, got our stats pulled up here. Dan in front of me and and uh, Keegan Records, who is third team All League. Um, he's one for three on the season. Those are kind of desperation okay. end of shot clock attempts. And uh, Jeff Woodward, uh, I think he he fired one up there in uh, one of our our larger margin victories at the end when his when his teammates were going them on. So our five man does not shoot it, but typically the other four guys can shoot it. Um, they're good open shooters. It's not, you know, we shoot a lot of them because we try to take what the defense gives us and got some guys who are smart and move the ball and they space pretty well, but you know, it's not like we have to fire a three point shot, but if we can get an open one, we, we sure as sure as heck want to shoot it. Well, you actually match up as far as, of course, you don't play the exact same, but as far as guys playing inside and out, passing it, moving it, I mean, Johnny Davis is a little bit different to make. I don't know if you know their team yet, but it will be. We played Wisconsin earlier in the year. I've watched you play. It, it will be a matchup where 
both you guys have strengths on strengths um, and some weaknesses on weaknesses. I think your experience, their experience, the st- your age, your physicality, theirs, they're going to be a heck of a matchup. Yes, thanks, Dan. I might have to get you off the air here for a few minutes when uh, <laughs> uh, just looking at their schedule. It looks like you gave them a, a, a hell of a run there at the end of the calendar year yourself. So, uh, And scored, I think that, you know, traditionally it's, it's hard to score against them. Um, you know, while our defense has been good in our league, our, our, our offense uh, and our ability to score in, in flurries at some times has been really important. So I uh, might have to get the secret sauce of how you, how you, how you got that game in the, in the 80s there. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're a challenge, and they've got size on us for sure. And, and running the offense and their discipline and attention to detail, we're, we're certainly going to have to find a way to protect the paint with without giving up open open perimeter shots to their shooter to their really good shooters. Matt Langle, the coach of Colgate, is our guest. Uh, when the other team has an NBA player in Johnny Davis, like <laughs> what what do you do? Or is it just like I, I don't even know how you go about approaching someone like at, at that level of talent, right? In a in a game like this. Yeah, well, I mean, typically in, when you're in our position, you're going to play a team with a, with a guy like that, um, and, and he's and he's one of the one of the great ones in college basketball, uh, certainly this season. Um, you know, we'll, we'll have to study him, and uh, as Coach Muller said, you, you're going to have to try and um, not let him get to his strengths. And a, a guy like that probably doesn't have too many weaknesses, but you're going to try and take away the things that he does best. You know, we we played against. Um, against Moody from Arkansas last year. Um, and and we neutralized them a little bit, but they had so many other guys. Uh, and I think this is a team like that. They're, they're not just going to be able to rely on, on him to do, to do all the scoring, but he's been so consistent and, and such a good player for them over the season that you know, we're, we're certainly going to have to um, uh, give him a lot of attention and, and focus and, and figure out a way to, uh, uh, to not have him just dominate the game. You ready for a bunch of Badgers fans in the crowd in Milwaukee? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I said to my 12-year-old son, who's really a junkie, I said, we might as well play at the Kohl Center with uh, how that crowd will be. But you know what? Different than last year, I think, when there were you know limited fans and, and spectators just weren't as much a part of the season or even the NCAA tournament, I think all all players – you know, are looking forward to being in that environment. I, I remember, uh, you know, we played Tennessee and, and Columbus, and they traveled well. But there's there's four fa- four groups of fans and and regular fans who are attending those games, and and oftentimes, um, while I know everybody or most people will be rooting for the Badgers, the the underdog often gets a lot of the neutral fans uh, support. So, you know, hopefully, if we can be competitive and play in that game, those those fans there for the other teams will. We'll be cheering for the Raiders. Matt Langle, the head coach at Colgate. Safe travels. Good luck. And uh, thank you very much for some time on what we know is a very busy night on Selection Sunday. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Matt. That's Matt Langle, the head coach of Colgate. We're actually scheduled to be joined in a matter of moments by the uh, assistant head coach of the North Carolina Tar Heels, Brad Frederick. But, uh, yeah, you, you feel like, you feel like Colgate can hang, right? They're they're an eight and a half point underdog, but they give up some size and obviously the uh, the NBA players on the Badgers. But you you feel like Colgate can hang? I will tell you what, I they're old. 
and they are experienced and they shoot it. And when you have those three things, again, three straight tournaments, really old. Um, I bet they take care of the ball. I don't have their, all their stats in front of, in front of me, but when you have those three things, basketball is a make or miss game, Danny. I mean, I know that's kind of obvious. Yeah. Usually the better players can make more shots, (laughs) but if you make shots on that night and you have multiple guys that can shoot it and you've got experience, you've got a chance. I like Wisconsin certainly, but I, I do think I'll be surprised if it's not a really good game, at least for the first 30 minutes. He's Dan Muller. I'm Danny Parkins. From one coach to the next, joining us now on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sportsbook, assistant head coach of the North Carolina Tar Heels, Brad Frederick, with us on the score. Brad, thank you so much for the time. How are you doing tonight? Great. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're, we're doing very well. C- congrats, of course, uh, on the bid. F- first impressions with, uh, with the draw against Marquette. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a whirlwind. Um, you know, um, nowadays uh, you can download film <laughs> a lot faster than you used to be able to do, and so um, just trying to get a handle on everything and and uh, don't know too much about Marquette yet, uh, other than you know I've seen their you know what they look like on Ken Palm and and looked at their schedule and results, but haven't got to watch any film on them yet. So uh, hopefully, didn't know a, a lot more by the end of tonight. Uh, we did play them last year at the Smith center, you know, it was such a strange year with COVID um, that we, we were in need of games. And so we scheduled them and played them last year, but they have a totally different team. I think only one guy on that team uh, is back, but they did beat us at the Smith center last year. So um, it'll be, it'll be uh, a, a great opponent for sure. Brad, Dan Muller, how are you? Good buddy. How you doing? <laughs> I'm great. Marquette presses. Um, and I watched them early in the season, so I don't want to. I haven't watched them a ton late, so I assume they still press a, a, a good amount, if not a lot. Anybody you've right. played this year? Is there anybody you played this year that pressed a lot? No, we really haven't faced a ton of press. Uh, NC State in our league presses a little bit, and uh, they 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 pressed us a little bit in both games. But other than that, we haven't seen a ton of that. Um, so it'll be different for us. Uh, playing a pressing team. Uh, we've obviously uh, played Shaka Smart's teams in the past when he was at Texas uh, and, and did not do well <laughs> against Shaka. So uh, it would be a challenge for sure. All right. So playing against a team uh, from probably a completely different style than you've played, like you said, all year. Um, right. Do you know that are, are the times out? Do you know if you're playing Thursday or Friday yet? We do know we're playing Thursday, but we haven't haven't been given the times yet. Okay. Uh, you know, in the past, usually it seems to come out towards the later side of tonight, but uh, but we only know that we're playing on Thursday. Okay, so Thursday. So you'll leave Tuesday. So you got a couple of days to prepare, press. Um, what's the focus? Focus more on preparing for them, or getting yourselves playing the best basketball you can. Obviously, you had a a good tournament and then a tough game in that last game that you lost against Virginia Tech this weekend, but What's your focus and practice the next couple of days preparing for Marquette? Yeah, I think the biggest thing would just be try to get as much Marquette preparation done as we can. We're in a unique situation this year. Really, we play um, six guys and, and really five heavy minutes uh, against Duke, for instance. Uh, you know, we played our, our starting five um, the entire 20 minutes of the second half without a single sub. And so just kind of the way our roster is, is constructed, we lost 
two guys, um, um, one to one to um, COVID issues and, and another to um, injury. And so uh, we've we've had just five guys, and so that means we have to shorten up practices and keep things on the lighter side to keep those guys fresh. And so I think, you know, the biggest thing for us will be try to get as much Mar- Marquette preparation done as we can the next couple of days. Um, obviously, when, you know, you play a team that presses, got to spend a considerable amount of time getting getting ready for that. The good thing for us in terms of that is is we're pretty much playing two point guards uh, and Leaky Black, who's our three man, is our also our third our third uh, point guard. So we do have three guys who can handle the ball. So that usually helps us. Uh, other than those two, you guys feel pretty good about healthy. You feel good about your team. Guys, obviously excited, ready for the the dance. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know for us. Uh, it, it was been a challenge all year and, um, you know, just to make the tournament, uh, we had some, some dark moments this, this season where it looked like we may not make it. And, and, uh, you know, the, probably the tipping point for us this year was we, we lost at home to Pitt, um, who was, you know, in the bottom half of our league. And, and so that was a tough time. And at that point it looked a little dicey for us in terms of making the tournament. And then we, kind of turned things around and had some big wins, winning at Virginia Tech and winning, obviously, at Duke uh, to put ourselves in a better position. So, you know, I always talk about uh, how difficult the 8-9 matchup is, but we just try to think back to, you know, a month ago when we were, um, you know, thinking it was going to be tough just to make the tournament. So we're obviously excited to be here and guys are excited to play. Um, You know, after last year being in the tournament in Indianapolis where there was no fans and, the experience was totally different in terms of it didn't feel like a true NCAA tournament atmosphere. And so our guys are excited to, to get in front of fans and play and, and experience everything that the NCAA tournament is about. I'm going to go backwards. You don't use, you just mentioned it. Can you tell me just a, a real quick, what was that like at Cameron for coach K's last game? Uh, the atmosphere, the day, I know it would take, you could talk about it for 30 minutes. The great, the way you guys played so well. Give, give me a little bit about right. that day. Yeah, well, obviously Carolina Duke is always, uh, you know, the monster game for for both programs on the schedule. And and but obviously the hype and excitement uh, for the for the Coach K finale was made everything even more magnified. And it was so loud in there. It was difficult uh, for us to even communicate with our guys in the huddle, uh, let alone on the court. And so it was just an electric atmosphere. And obviously I think some things played in our favor for the rematch because they had beat us handily in the first game at the Smith center. Um, And we felt like, you know, if, if we could go in there and hang around for a while, that the pressure would shift towards them in the second half if we were close. And that's kind of exactly the way it broke. Uh, you know, they had us down nine in the first half and we managed to cut it to two and, and that was big. And then just kind of made a run at the right time when, um, and I think, you know, the atmosphere went from supercharged electric to so much tension in the building that I think that, that even impacted their players. So it was, it was kind of the, the perfect storm for us in terms of, um, going in there and getting a win, but obviously, uh, you know, I think our our fan base uh, would have been good with just ending the season right there. But hopefully, we can we can uh, make some more memories here in the NCAA tournament. 
Yeah, I think it's bogus that you guys can't rematch with Duke until the Final Four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think, um, you know, obviously uh, we thought we had a chance at seeing them in the, in the ACC championship, um, but Virginia Tech was playing great, and, and both us and Duke shot the ball terribly uh, up in Brooklyn. So um, I would love to see them again because that would mean that we're in the Final Four, but uh, obviously a long way to go to get there. Well, uh, Coach Frederick, thank you so much for the time on what we know is a very busy day. We appreciate it, and uh, good luck with Marquette and then maybe Baylor. It's a, it's a tough draw, but uh, they all are this time of year, so thank you for the time. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you. That is Brad Frederick, the associate assistant head coach for the North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, we've had three coaches back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. I'm hosting with the coach uh, in Dan Muller, but Braden Norris from Loyola. He transferred in, all Missouri Valley newcom- uh, newcomer team, starting point guard, uh, started every game. Braden Norris of Loyola going to join us, talk about their matchup with the Buckeyes coming up next on The Score. Welcome back to the selection show right here on 670 The Score. Danny Parkins along with Dan Muller, former Illinois State coach, the 2017 Missouri Valley Coach of the Year. Since the bracket's been announced, we've only had coaches on this show, so let's go to someone who's actually going to be playing in the tournament. Braden Norris, Loyola's starting point guard, joins us now on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Braden, thanks so much for the time, man. Congratulations. How are you doing tonight? Uh, doing great. How are you guys? We're doing, uh, we're doing very well. What was, uh, what was the atmosphere like at, uh, at the watch party when you guys uh, saw the draw? Uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, last year, you know, making the tournament uh, during COVID, we didn't get the opportunity, you know, to be in Genteel Arena with our fans. Um, you know, our fans have been great to us all year. And, you know, to have them there with us today, um, it, it was great. You know, you come over and you make this you, – you transfer here and, uh, you know, you start, you know, every game and everything that you did this year. I would imagine a night night tonight, not that I have any reason to believe you were doubting the decision, but it's got to be validating. Like, this this is what you chose Loyola for, right? Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, you know, I, I trusted Coach Moser and Drew um, in the recruiting process. You know, they sold me on their winning culture, you know, and I, I trust I trusted them. I could feel that it was it was real from them, and, and I wanted to be part of it. You know, I pride myself on winning. I think I am a winner um, individually, and you know, you know, days like this, it's it's unbelievable. Braden Dan Muller, former head coach of Illinois State. How are you? I'm good, coach. How are you? I'm awesome. A couple of questions for you, okay? Number one, could you always shoot? Okay, <laughs> slash slash who taught you how? Um, who really go I, ahead and answer number one first um, I would say yes I could always shoot and I credit that to both my dad and my mom my mom played college basketball she was a shooter so I'm going to say I get it from her and my dad my dad's a high school coach um, he's, he's spent hours and hours in the gym with me and uh, you know I, I credit both of them for that that's good to credit both your parents so number two who really runs practice over there, Coach Drew, or are you players? Um, I would say it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, That's I think awesome. in order to have a successful program, you know, um, Coach Drew always tells us that, you know, a player-led 
team is better than a coach-led team. So we, we have a bunch of vets over here that have played uh, meaningful games, have played a lot of games, and um, won a lot of basketball games. Um, so he does a good job of us um, of letting us lead and to coach the younger guys and just to coach, uh, you know, what what is right. And he also, like, for, for scouting, when we're, we're prepping for teams, um, he'll give us something where, you know, what the coaches think uh, might be right uh, for our game plan. And then if, if the players don't feel like it's it's best for us, you know, in preparation and practice leading up to the, to the game, then, you know, he'll, he'll let us change it um, if he likes it as well. So, so it's, it's a great – it's a great kind of you know team, uh, of course, but um, yeah, he I credit Drew for letting us you know take some accountability. That's awesome. All right, I'm gonna, real quick here. So you were playing awesome, awesome. COVID hit you. Seemed like you're up and down a little bit, you know, early in the conference. But to me, yeah. you played your best basketball since Christmas in that conference tournament. Would you agree you guys are kind of hitting your stride again right now? Yeah, um, I think, you know, we all would agree with that. Uh, you know, the, the COVID break was tough for us. I mean, we had, I think, 29 days in between games. And, you know, for anybody, I don't care who you are, that that's hard. I mean, we I don't think you really take 29 days off, you know, in between the last game and your first workouts of the spring. Um, so 29 days is, is a long time to not play a game. And then, like you said, during Arch Madness, you know, I think slowly, you know, we're starting to hit that stride. I think we could feel it, you know, that last week of the regular season. We lost a tough one at Northern Iowa, but um, but we, we played well, though. And, you know, 42 free throws, that, that doesn't help anyone try and win games. But, um, yeah, we feel like we feel like we're hitting that stride again. And, you know, we're, we're a confident team right now. Braden Norris is our guest, the point guard for Loyola. What what do you know or what can you tell us about the draw with Ohio State? Uh, yeah, I mean, not much as of now. Our, our coaches will do a great job. I'm sure we'll get some personnel video tonight. And then, you know, tomorrow we'll, we'll be full force, ready, ready for, to prepare for them. Our coaches will already have, you know, a really good feel of what we want to do as far as game, pl- game plan. And, um, you know, we'll go from there, I think. You know, it's really nice that we have four games to prepare. You know, our coaching staff does a great job at, um, of preparing us. And, you know, we'll, we'll be ready to go by the time Friday comes around. Do we know if Sister Jean is making the trip to Pittsburgh? <laughs> I'm pretty sure she is. I don't want to make any promises, but, you know, my guess is she will be there. Okay. Well, then I like you guys. Uh, Braden, <laughs> thank Thank you very much for the time on a busy night, man, and uh, congratulations on getting to play in the NCAA tournament. It's a really cool story, and uh, you got Chicago rooting for you, man. Thanks thanks for the time. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's Braden Norris. So uh, we can settle in here for a minute. Coach Muller, we've had like a run of four guests in a row, and we'll have a little bit more uh, with my guy Joe Ostrowski, who's very sharp with all the lines in a little bit. He'll come on and – you know, 10 minutes or, or, or so, but as you, as you settle down here, what have we not touched on that you like from, from the bracket or like any, anything that you want to hammer home? Because I got to be honest with you, I've made like nine bets already. Like dirt, 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 Yeah, I am. I am. I am the definition. When you're asking questions and talking to your coaching brethren, I'm like, 
mining people on Twitter for for information and then trying to pick off some sharp lines. So what 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 do you, what do you like, if anything, that we haven't touched on? Talk about a couple, but I haven't studied the bracket, so I, I I couldn't go back on this. But I I could talk about a little bit who I like in some regions real quick. If you want to spend some time on that, yeah, sure, please. I mean, because okay, okay, because oh, well, I I had this sent to me. Um, I know you got Ken Palm up there, and we had a coach on who was referencing Ken Palm uh, earlier. Like the coaches use it; they all have the you know get pay for the data and everything like that. 16 of the last 19 national champions were top six overall in Ken Palm entering the tournament. 16 of the last 19. So the top six, Gonzaga, Arizona, Kentucky, Houston, Baylor, and Kansas. Houston got what? the? I know, I know they're in Illinois' region. So they're what, the five seed? The four, oh, yeah, so they're, seed, they're right. the, the five. No, they're the five. The five on yeah, the so they're, they're the five seed in the, in the south region. So they get UAB and then the winner of Illinois and Chattanooga. But so, like, analytically, Houston would be the, the darling of, uh, you know, all, those other teams everyone would imagine, right? Gonzaga, Arizona, Baylor, Kansas, those are all one seeds. Kentucky, the, the top two seed. Like, all of that makes sense for the bracket. And then there's Houston, a team that we just saw make a Final Four run, obviously. But, like, that's the, that's the Ken Palm analytical darling this year. Well, number one, Ken Palm, and his name is Ken Pomeroy, for anybody listening who doesn't know what we're talking about, but his KenPalm.com is outstanding with his analytics and his data, so that's impressive. Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, and it makes sense. I mean, your top six teams in that are the best teams in the country, and usually one of those teams wins. Although we've talked about this year, I think there's more parity, more teams have a chance to make it than really any other year. I could be wrong. We, it could be chalk, but I doubt it. Um, if you look, Gonzaga, Duke, Texas Tech, Arkansas, top four seeds in that region, Gonzaga out of that group. Okay, I think they're that talented. I think that region, quite frankly, I told you about my, my uh, I, I would be, just me, Duke scares me a little bit to go really far just with their youth and, and the pressure they've given into the last couple games and, and the pressure of Coach K's last run. So uh, we talked about the toughest region, in my opinion, with Baylor, Kentucky, Purdue, and UCLA all in one region. Um, I think the winner of Purdue, Kentucky, goes to the Final Four in that region. Okay, I told you, I think Purdue playing against teams outside the Big Ten They'll get back to scoring at a high level, and they've struggled to score recently, and we talked about Kentucky. All right, we go to the other, the other region. I personally, Danny, like Villanova. I just think they're experienced. They're playing great basketball. Their coach has won two national championships. Tennessee's really But I, I really like Kentucky in that re- I'm sorry, Villanova in that region. And then you go down to the last region in, in, in Kansas, I would stick with them. Although I do think Iowa and Wisconsin are long shots, but I, I, I was good, man. <laughs> I was good. <laughs> I was really impressed. Me, uh, they they've really impressed me the last couple of days. I've watched those games start to finish. Um, you mentioned Villanova. I don't. I, I just from observing. You know, Twitter, having the selection show on, on TV on in the background. I mean, Jay Wright's one of the best coaches in the country. Uh, it 
feels anecdotally like you're maybe a little higher on this Villanova team yes. uh, th- than than the masses can sell me on the because I mean he's all he's a great tournament coach but but sell me on this particular Villanova team well for the for me it's two things that region again Tennessee is really good and so Villanova is not really big but they've got guards they they, they have and they're really good as those six five to six seven six eight players who can make plays um but I also go back to you know we had a, a thought of the day when there's a there's a the proverb, winners expect to win in advance, therefore life is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, it's not always true, of course, but I think win in March, and I think that matters. I, I do. I think that matters, especially with Jay Wright at the helm. It's never easy, and then you get, and I think Arizona's really good, and they're so big. If Arizona plays Villanova, it's going to be size versus skill slash six, seven, six, eight guys. Just trust Jay Wright. Like you never bet against Tom Brady, you know. Right. <laughs> it's hard to bet against Jay Wright, and um, and his team's winning right now. They finished strong. So that's that's my thing with Villanova. They, they've I'm looking up right now because I want to get this right. They've won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, won ten of the last eleven. With their only loss, a two point on the road at UConn at the last second. Teams. Teams that are hot with experience and a coach like that. The last uh, – another game I wanted to ask you about, um, Vermont, Arkansas. People are going to be looking for the 12-5s and the 13-4s as they fill out their bracket. I feel like that Vermont is the classic sleeper upset team that, like, yeah, you've got four or five days to prep for them, but can you prep for a team that holds opponents under 60 a game, grinds the game to a halt, causes a bunch of turnovers, takes a ton of quality shots, hasn't lost since December 7th? Like they, They're just like this. They will play their style of basketball. You know what I mean? Like No, no matter the opponent. And so I'm curious how you think Arkansas would deal with a team that's going to try to grind the game to a halt like that. Well, Arkansas's calling card this year is defense. I mean, they're really, really, really good defensively. They got athletes, you know, Muslim recruits athletes. They got guys positions, but they're not real, real big. Okay, and so they're not going to overwhelm Vermont physically as far as size and length. But they could, you know, they're obviously going to be more athletic. But Vermont's team, again, you said they lost last time when? When was that last time Vermont lost? I believe December 7th. December 7th. So, again, again, they won each game in the conference tournament by, like, 40. Okay, and so winners expect to win. They've played in recent tournaments. John Becker, who got busy tonight, won't join us, is, is a proven coach. He's played in the tournament. He is truly one of the best coaches in the country. And so I – Anytime you try to pick an upset, it could be obviously go. I do like Vermont a lot just because of their style of play. I think they'll take care of the ball. They are good on both ends of the court, and they can make shots. So that's 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 a tough first matchup for Arkansas. All right. Well, we are gonna. Be, you you've booked all of the guests uh, here until this next one, uh, which is my guy Joe Ostrowski. 
He is a very sharp gambler. He will have already found uh, edge and line movements and value and all sorts of things. You love it for the basketball. I like it for the basketball. I love it for the gambling. So Joe Ostrowski gives us uh, his insights next on The Score. Selection show right here on The Score. Danny Parkins, former Illinois State coach Dan Muller, joined now by the host of BetQL Daily. My man Joe Ostrowski with us on The Score. Joe, what bets have you already made? Oh, man. Games, we've got futures that some I'm upset about where they landed in a particular region, like setting up, uh, let's see, Memphis maybe in the second round. I, I felt great last week when I grabbed them at 40-1 to 1 to make the Final Four. And then, and then oh, yeah, you're going to get the Zags in the second round. Uh, I'm, getting, I'm checking my numbers for the squares, last man standing, figure out survivor picks, so it's a, a busy night at the household over here. Yeah, it is, but you didn't answer my question. What um, bets have you already put just in? Get, uh, week one games, or what are we looking at? Yeah, game lines. You know, these, right. the, 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 these, li- these lines are posting. I want to I wanna, I wanna have bets right oh, now. All right, 8-9, Boise State, Memphis. Memphis is favored by two. You guys are just talking about uh, the K- Ken Palm data, which is big. I mean, it, over recent years, it's so big that uh, the bookmakers basically just follow his predictions <laughs> on these games, and that becomes your point spread. Ken Palm has Boise State winning this game. The betting market disagrees. And uh, favored by two. They got housed today for the most part. They made a couple of runs against Houston. But but uh, I, I do like Memphis. I, I agree with them, the, the betters. I, I get why they are favored by two points. Here are a couple that really, uh, that really jump out. Uh, Danny, you know we always find it amusing when people go crazy about these upsets. Oh, it's 11. They win. Oh, it's a 12. Yeah, they were favored, or the game was a pick 'em. Correct. And we have we have some situations like that already, and I get it. Uh, in the East Region, Texas, Virginia Tech. You have Texas. They hung with a lot of tough teams all season in the Big Twelve. They were so close on a number of them. They they had a couple of big wins. Bow out early in the Big Twelve Conference Tourney, going against a team that. Uh, did what most people did not predict they would, going all the way to the ACC tournament and then taking down Duke. Uh, Texas is favored, but they're only favored by one and a half. Uh, Longhorns have that great defense. I trust the coaching, but I understand why the six is only favored by one and a half. I would look to the Vatex side there, uh, the way they're playing going in right now. Longhorns, very frustrating. They just go through so many long spells uh, where they have difficulty scoring. Another couple lines that really popped – Boy, I, I didn't think Michigan was a lock like the committee did, and, and they got a, an 11 uh, with their, what, 17 wins this year. And 11 is favored Michigan. They're favored over Colorado State. That number's two, two and a half. I, I'm not going to go there. The metrics have been down on Colorado State all year, and the Midwest at first glance looks wide open. If, if you're looking for some upsets, you're going to make some Sweet 16 bets Final four bets, I'm going to look to the Midwest region. Um, So Providence has been criticized by many people, most betters, throughout the year because they don't don't think this team is real, that there's a lot of luck involved. And that's what the betting market is telling us. Providence as a four is favored by two. As a four, they're only favored by two. And uh, Wisconsin... You know, they've got Colgate, as you guys have been talking about a lot this hour in the first round. 
they they could have a tough matchup. LSU could advance. Iowa State, whatever it is, it's going to be a tough defensive matchup in that second game for Wisconsin if they get past that first one. But you look at the three Wisconsin, the four Providence, don't seem as strong as some of the other threes and fours we see in other regions. So that one really stands out as one that could have some chaos. And then you you have one of the the elite offenses in the country as the five, Iowa. It, it didn't seem like the committee uh, really cared about the results that we were going to watch today, that they Agreed. had a, a lot of their numbers set last night. Com- completely agree. Man, I just went and looked at the, the futures market. Yeah. Memphis 80-1. to one. Based on their draw, that's tough. Eighty. You know what? Last week they were 120. Oh, okay. So, so it, yeah. It, is there uh, in in an outright market that that you like? If you if, if someone wanted to say, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on a winner. I don't want to take the Zags at plus 350. Uh, where where are you steering them based on uh, based on the draws? Yeah. So that, that's interesting. And what you were saying about the Ken Palm numbers. If you look at the last 19 champions. Last 19, and you look at the offensive and defensive efficiency number, the lowest uh, defense number, defensive number, it was 22 with Baylor. And that was last year, which we could say an outlier. And uh, another outlier, certainly UConn in 2014, they were all the way down to 39, really looking for teams that are top 20 offensively and defensively. And uh, that's where I got involved in the futures market over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Tennessee, they they got, what, a three? I I thought they should have gotten a two winning the SEC. Um, I got them at 50 to one. I saw them 40 to one. It's interesting. Houston, so they win their conference tournament. They're right around that that 50 number. The metrics love them. We'll see. Um, Connecticut, I grabbed them and that 70, 80 number. I grabbed Texas, but I don't love the way they're playing right now. And I mentioned that they're a short, short favorite. I grabbed Murray State as a long <laughs> shot at 150. Um, what are they, the seven? Yeah, they got San Francisco and then Kentucky. So that was a rough draw for me as well. Not not too pleased there. But, but yeah, those numbers are certainly going to change. And if uh, people out there believe there's a region with some chaos, take a shot. At, uh, we always see all these double-digit teams make it to that second week. Joe, which bracket do you think is the toughest? Which region? Hmm. Well, it's not the one with Duke. I'd like to say Gonzaga because it's the best team in the nation, but that that second tier, they could have 10 to 12 teams overall. I would, yeah, I would say the East. Even The fascinating part is they didn't really ding Baylor too much for all the injuries that they have. But Kentucky, the way they're playing, Purdue had a good showing. We know about their elite offense. The problem is, uh, the defensive end, and is it UCLA's time of the year? So, so if I look at that top four, I would say that top four is tougher than uh, any of the other regions. Joe Ostrowski, BetQL Daily. Uh, I only have one bet so far in the first four. I'm just going to take Indiana <laughs> over uh, uh, over Wyoming. Joe, this yeah. is like I I want to bet. You know, I want to bet every game. It, I will, it, and you will, and you will. You just I know, need, to, need to breathe for a minute. <laughs> I know, I know, but so like. Rutgers, Notre Dame, Bryant, Wright State, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, Texas Southern. Do we have any thoughts? Yeah, well, okay, here's a a quick thought. Okay, (laughs) Rutgers is that team that they can beat anybody, but they can also lose to anybody. So I think that's why the committee put them in. 
the, uh, the fascinating part there is some sports books have Notre Dame as a slight favorite. Some have Rutgers as a slight favorite. So grab the best number. And what was the other one that had that situation? You know, Loyola. There are some books that have Loyola as a two-point favorite and others that have it as a Pickham or Ohio State as a slight favorite. I, I'll play Rutgers in that game against Notre Dame, the ACC, uh, very down this season. And um, I've, I've got I've to do some homework on, <laughs> on – I'll, I'll take Bryant. I know Bryant's a dog. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and I'll probably play that total because I, I think their overs have, have been hitting at a ridiculous clip over the last couple of years. My man, Joe Ostrowski, BetQL Daily. Subscribe, rate, review, listen live on the BetQL Audio Network. Thank you for your willingness to come on today, Joe. I couldn't, I couldn't let Mueller just book uh, <laughs> y- you know, a- every coach who's actually in the tournament. I needed a fellow degenerate uh, with hey, me. I'll, hey, I'll, I'll add two cents to this segment. Yeah. I Rutgers can beat anybody and Rutgers can lose. I agree completely with that assessment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so we're at Rutgers there. So, Coach, uh, you know, it's legal in the state or – are you looking at these numbers? <laughs> he won't no? do it. No, he won't okay. do it. He won't. Okay. He, he won't. He won't do it, Joe. Your mic's off again, Coach. Three hours in, the damn mic still keeps going <laughs> in, in, in and out, and it's. Just... Uh, who knows? Sorry about that. No, 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 I'm not gonna. I'm good. Yeah. All right. Well, Joe, thank you very much. We'll be listening tomorrow, man. All right. Thank you, Danny. Talk to you. Thanks, Joe. Yep. Thank you. Um, yeah, it is legal. It is legal, but yeah. I'm not gonna. No, I'm not, I, gonna, I'm not, not against gonna... it. That's good. That's good. All right, your I champion? You. Who's coming down My champion. Uh, let's go, Gonzaga. Mark Few finally cuts those nets down, baby. Who Man. you got? It feels like – I want to say Kentucky. Like, just a t- like a Calipari team that doesn't have as much buzz as normal and is mm-hmm. just t- as tough as hell and comes in, but – Gonzaga is uh, the the two best teams that I've seen. Like when I when I watch them for even like a stretch of time, like Arizona seemed unbelievable to me. Like they they just yeah. looked like they had everything you could possibly want. And then obviously Gonzaga, but those are the two favorites. So that's not a, not it's not that bold of a pick. So if I'm going right. to go off and, the one line, I'm going to go Kentucky. Yeah, and Arizona's so big, they look so impressive when they're good. Yeah, this is this. I have two predictions. I have three predictions. I'll predict. I'll pick Gonzaga. My second prediction is that I'll be wrong. And my third prediction is that uh, the brackets winter weekend will be similar to, what was that, maybe three or four years ago. There's going to be some double-digit numbers playing in that Sweet 16. All right, so you got double digits in the Sweet 16. You have Gonzaga winning it all. So, and then I have myself being wrong. About and you have that. yourself being wrong. But then, fine, so give us quickly – Give us your final four. Rep- you said you you said you had Villanova, right? You've got so you, yes. you got Vil- Villanova out of the South, Gonzaga yep. out of the West. Who do you have yep. out of the East and the Midwest? Did you say KU? Yeah, KU. I had KU, uh, and I hate I hate picking ones like that. But I have KU. Just when you, I do. I got KU or Iowa, but I'll go KU. Okay. And in the East, I had the winner of Kentucky Purdue, and I'll go Purdue. Okay, so you've got two ones, a two, and a three in your final four. Coach Muller, this was a lot of fun. First time we worked together. Thank you for bringing all your friends on the show, man. This was, uh, this was a really cool night. Thank you. Thanks, Danny. I appreciate it.
Absolutely. That's Dan Muller, the 2017 Missouri Valley Conference Coach of the Year, former Illinois State head coach. So many thank you. Caesar back in the studio did fantastic work juggling things. Uh, it was absolutely crazy. We had Braden Norris from Loyola. We had Joe Ostrowski from BetQL. We had Brad Frederick from North Carolina. Matt Langle from Colgate. Dean Oliver from Wisconsin. Jimmy Patsos here uh, from Odyssey. Dustin Rhodes did a tremendous job helping us out with this show. Thank you, Dustin. Uh, for Dan Muller, I'm Danny Parkins. I'll be back tomorrow, of course, at 2 o'clock. Listen to Selection Sunday coverage all week long right here on The Score. This is the NCAA Tournament Special on 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.